What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey everybody, good afternoon and welcome to Beekeeping for Newbies. This is going to be episode three, so we're working our way through things here and making things happen and uh, had a good episode two here. We talked all about gear and what you need to protect yourself and uh, all of that. So right now what we're going to do here on episode three is we're going to talk about how we get those first hives, those first colonies uh, to your house and into your yard and uh, the next episode here, episode four, is going to be uh, all about the hive components, parts, pieces, and then maybe even uh, we'll talk about episode five time frame, maybe how we're going to get things installed and get the, uh, get the season kicked off for you next year. So with that being said, there are several options and ways that you can get your first bee colonies. I would say a the most common thing that I see a lot of people advising or recommending is what they would call the package bees. What package bees are is a container. It's it's a wooden container with hardware cloth. It's like the number eight hardware cloth. So it's got eight squares per inch. So of course it'll keep the honeybees in and it's wrapped in hardware cloth all around this wooden container. In the top middle, there is a jar with sugar water. And that sugar water has a small pinhole basically on the bottom of it so that sugar water can slowly drip out. This gives the bees a food source when they are in transit. Also inside that cage is going to be, or that that container is a cage. It's a queen cage. And a queen cage is about three inches long by about an inch wide by about three quarters of an inch tall. So it's a small little cage. One end will have a cork plug the other end will have a block of sugar, like a sugar candy. And what happens is inside of there, there will be a queen inside that cage with four or five attendants because the attendants actually will, will eat the food and then they will give the food. They will feed the queen. The queen will not feed herself. So you'll have the queen cage, the feed can, and then you'll have a few thousand bees. Now, these packages are typically sold as a three-pound package. I have seen places that will sell, you know, higher numbers than that, but the three-pound package is the most common. Uh, I will get into, as after I kind of review all the different, you know, options you have, I'll tell you about kind of the pros and cons of each one. So the next most common thing that you'll see is a nuke or a nucleus colony. 
a nuke is usually, and I say usually because different APRAs and different people do things differently, a nuke is usually five frames. So you'll have a small box that is, you know, the length of a honey, you know, a regular standard frame. Uh, typically, it's I say, I say it's standard frame, it's a deep frame, which will, I probably did this out of sequence. I should have talked about the parts, pieces, and components before I did the package, uh, the ordering of the bees piece. But I really wanted to make sure you could, could kind of make a decision on this as early as possible because some places are giving you 2020 pricing still. And I don't want you to have to pay too much for your bees. So it is going to be a box that's probably, you know, about 20 or 22 inches long by about, you know, 8 to 10 inches wide and maybe another 12 inches high. Inside that nuke box, box you'll see five frames. Typically, the way that it's done is you'll have inside there will be three of those frames are typically capped brood. So this is going to be, you know, honeybees waiting to be born. And then the other two are usually food and pollen frames. And again, the mixture might be a little bit different. You may have, you know, one frame that's fully capped brood. One of them is half with bees actively hatching. The other one might have some larvae. I mean, how it's actually, you know, put together doesn't make a huge difference, but what you want to look for is, you know, good brood pattern. You want to make sure you've got a queen in there. The queen looks healthy. She's laying eggs. And you've got a little bit of food in there for some food stores. So that's the nucleus colony. The step above that is the overwintered nucleus colony. And the pricing on these can be different, and not all apiaries are going to offer them. But a regular nuke like that might be $150 or $175 an overwintered nuke might be 200, 225, 250. Now, if you go back to, I think it was episode one, where I talked about some of the traits and characteristics of bees and honeybees, you know, one of those traits is their ability to overwinter. If that hive and that queen cannot overwinter, you've got a big problem, right? It doesn't matter if their temperament is great, their hygiene is great, you know, they have all kinds of good attributes, good honey producers or whatever, but they can't live through the winter. That's a problem. So by buying a overwintered nuke, you now have a queen and a colony that you know can overwinter. So you know that you've got that genetic trait checked off. So there is, you know, there is some advantage to that. I have personally never done it. But if I were a new beekeeper starting out and I only wanted to have a couple of hives, I probably would make that investment of a couple extra dollars just because... In my situation, I've got a lot of bees. I've got a lot of hives. And if there's a problem with one hive, I think it was um, one of the books I had read a long time ago. The the guys who, you know, kept bees at Buckfast Abbey, you know, Brother Adam and, and those folks. I think it was one of them who had said most problems in a beehive can be fixed by either taking something out or putting something into the hive. And because I have a lot of resources available to me, that's a little bit easier. But as a newer beekeeper with fewer resources available, looking at that um, overwintered nuke might not be a bad way to go. So those are the three primary options that you'll see, but more widely available will just be the nuke or the package bees. How you acquire them is kind of the next, next phase or the next question you want to ask yourself. I'm a huge fan of supporting local apiaries. And I mean, me personally, I've driven, I've driven three or four hours before to, you know, to get bees that were local because I wanted to, one, I wanted to establish a relationship with the guy who runs this apiary because, you know, he's a smart guy. He's been doing it for a while. And, you know, most people 
that I've interacted with in the bee business are pretty cool. They're pretty good people. They, they, they're generally, you know, good hearted folks. I haven't seen a lot of mean, nasty beekeepers. So having an opportunity to establish a relationship with, you know, your local beekeeper, whether it's, you know, at his or her apiary or, you know, maybe it's through the bee club, however you do that, you know, it's still good to establish and build those relationships. Uh, like I've recommended in you know previous podcasts, the bee club is by you know, hands down the best way to go because you don't have to shop around. You can go to your bee club, start attending meetings, learning about bees and how to keep them and have a mentor assigned to you and work with them. And then you say, hey, I'd like to get two hives this spring. What do I do? And they will be able to tell you which local apiaries that they've worked with before, which ones are known to have you know good stock. And, you know, they can help you the whole, you know, every step of the way. But I also recognize that some people are more introverted or they just don't want to go out and meet people or, or whatever the case may be. You know, you still can, can just order online or, or whatever. But again, my first recommendation, if you're not in a bee club, try and establish a relationship with an apiary near you and, you know, just ask them questions. You know, go there and talk to them and say, you know, hey, if you don't mind me asking, you know, what do you think about this or what do you think about that or hey, this is my first year, you know, you have any suggestions on some things I can do? Now, that's a pretty broad question. They may say, yeah, join a bee club and, and kind of walk away. I mean, I don't know how busy they're going to be the day that you go in there, but just try to have that dialogue, you know, try to engage them and see what they'll tell you. Also, you know, the bees that they're keeping in that area, there's a good chance that, that you know, they've already, they already have the genetics needed to survive in your locality or your region. Now, with that, I will also say it is not uncommon at all for a lot of beekeepers local to your area, like I've said before, I'm in Virginia. I know a lot of beekeepers here who have deals worked out with people in Georgia and Florida. And they'll go down and they'll drive a truck back with, you know, two or 300 package bees that they've paid, you know, 100 bucks a piece for. And then they're going to sell them all for 150 or whatever deal they work out, right? They're buying them in Georgia and they're selling them to you. You know, ask them, just ask them, say, hey, are these package bees from your apiary or did you ship them in from another state? I mean, I'm not going to tell you that it's wrong to get them from another state, but that would certainly help with the argument that I mentioned about them being local to your area, right? A bee that's, that's been raised in your area is going to be more adept at surviving in your climate and in your conditions than a bee that comes from somewhere else. Now, that being said, I have ordered online, and I want to share a couple of places that I've ordered from with success, just so that you at least have somebody to go to if you haven't you know, haven't worked with anybody locally or don't have something in mind already. Hey, everyone, thank you for listening. I hope that you're enjoying the show and are finding the information to be useful and valuable. In order to help keep the lights on, we do need to take a quick commercial break. Thank you so very much for hanging in there, and I appreciate you. We will be right back. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. All 
All right, everyone, welcome back, and thank you for staying with us today. As always, feel free to reach out if you have any questions or comments. I always enjoy hearing about your experiences, answering questions, and learning more about the challenges you're facing in different parts of the world. So please keep them coming. It's Jeff at beekeepingfornewbies.com. Now let's get back to the show on the Beekeeping for Newbies radio network. Okay, that's not a real thing, but I'm trying to make it sound more official, so just play along, all right? Thanks a lot. There is Barnyard Bees, so it's barnyardbees.com. Um, I did buy some, I think I bought, um, I think I bought 20 package bees from him this year uh, just to kind of boost some things around the, the property here. But he puts out a ton of content on YouTube. I would definitely recommend watching him. I bought some things. He came up with this thing. It's a uh, two-frame nuke, which I'll discuss in, in much greater detail in future future podcasts. But I bought some of those from him this year in the interest of time. I, I prefer to build my own hardware, but I was just really jammed up on time. And I'm pretty happy with those. But definitely check out Barnyard Bees. His bees were great. All of his queens were marked. They've done pretty well this year. So that was good. Uh, Another one that I like is Mountain Sweet Honey. And both of these folks are in Georgia. Went to Mountain Sweet Honey. This year was actually pretty cool. We were kind of stuck with the COVID. You know, people were locked down. And I was supposed to pick up some nukes. Um, I The reason that I actually was going to make the drive to Georgia was because I wanted nukes. I didn't want package bees. So I drove to Georgia in my RV, spent the night in a campground, uh, my daughter and I, and then we went over the next day to pick them up. Now, unfortunately, the day before, two days before I went down there, uh, there was a tornado that came through the area, and it messed up a lot of stuff. I mean, it was a pretty devastating situation for the folks down there at Mountain Sweet Honey. But super good people, man. Really, really good people. Uh, they weren't able to work out the nukes. There was a problem this year where they, I guess their their head beekeeper was not pleased with the nukes he was seeing. He was not going to put his name on and his reputation on the line. So they told me, they said, look, we're really sorry. We can't give you these nukes. They said, we have package bees. They're good to go. If you want the packages instead, we can do that. So I ended up working out a deal with them where I paid them a couple of bucks, and I think I got... 14 or 15 packages versus getting the 10 nukes, but had good results with their, their bees as well. So now when we talk about the, the pros and the cons of which way you go, right? Whether you buy local, whether you, you know, get package bees or nukes, the first thing I would tell you is given the choice and the opportunity, I would say pick up a nuke from as far as you're willing to drive away. That would be the way that I would do it. And different places will have different requirements. You'll want to talk to them up front. Some of them will give you a little cardboard box that they unfold. They stick the frames in. They close it up and hand it to you. It's got a couple of vent holes in it. And then when you get it home, you need to put it into a nuke box of your own or a full-size hive of your own. Others will give you, you know, regular traditional woodware where it's a you know wooden nuke. Everything's good to go. You can keep using that. You can reuse it later. And others will do a swap. Others will say, you bring me a nuke and five frames, and I will give you a nuke with five frames. And you can generally maybe save a couple of dollars by going that route. I've seen some that have said, yeah, here's, you know, here's my nuke, you know, here's, or here's your nuke, and, and then you bring your box in, and they take out all the frames and drop it in, and you walk away with that. What I don't like about that is... It's, it's, it's a little bit of a story on its own, but if you have a nuke in place in the bee yard and you show up at 11 o'clock to pick those up, you've got a lot of foragers that are out. So you can take that nuke box, open it up, and you're probably going to have, 
you know, 75% of your bees, 65% of your bees are going to be in that nuke box, but you're not going to get your foragers. And what this apiary is going to do is as soon as they hand you your nuke, they're going to drop another one right where yours was. And all those foragers are going to go into that, that other hive, that new hive. So I would prefer a situation where the, the apiary would close the hive up at night, the night before, and then I would get to take it home that next day and I have all my bees. That's just something to keep in mind. But the nuke itself is hands down the best way to start your, your apiary or your hobby. Like I've said before, I recommend buying two so you can compare them to each other. It's very difficult without experience to just look at a hive and say whether or not it's doing well or poorly if you have no basis of comparison. If you've been keeping bees for, you know, five, six years, and you know what's kind of normal and what's not, you know, different story. But as a new beekeeper, you don't really know what to look for. But it's super easy when you have two hives that are, you know, three feet apart, and you can say, well, I see this with that one and that with that one, and you can start to see differences. Plus, like I mentioned earlier, There are things you can do where maybe, you know, one hive is just doing exceptionally well and you can't even keep up with them. So you decide that maybe you're going to try to split them off or expand their space or you want to do something with them. Or you may decide that, hey, I'm going to try and boost up this other hive. I'm going to give them a frame of brood to kind of kickstart them. There are, again, pros and cons to that, too. We can talk about that later as well. But the nuke, when you get the nuke, you are going to have a box full of bees. You're going to have a queen that you know is a good laying queen. You know that she's healthy. You know she's doing well. You can look at the frame and see brood all over the frame. And, you know, when you look at a a frame by itself, there are thousands of cells on each side of that frame. When a bee is, it goes from, you know, egg to larva, pupa, up to being a bee, it is a 21-day process to make a worker bee. When that nuke shows up at your house you have capped brood that are probably going to hatch at least within the next couple of days maybe a week any eggs that she laid before you picked up the nuke and that maybe larva now and by the time they get you know, a couple of days in they get capped you're still maybe two weeks two two and a half weeks away from those bees being born that hive within three weeks and especially within four weeks is going to explode You're going to have more bees than you can imagine because that queen is just laying eggs like crazy. As long as there's pollen and there's nectar, she's laying eggs. Now compare that to a package of bees. Now if you take a package of bees, and let's say that you're fortunate enough to either have a friend who's a beekeeper or you've kept bees yourself and you have a couple of frames of comb that's already drawn out. You can install that package of bees into a nuke or a regular hive And those bees will get in there and they'll polish up that comb and they'll get everything cleaned up. And within a few days, that queen's going to be laying eggs. That's great. I mean, the comb is already there. They can get to work. They have a place to put pollen that they're, they're gathering and nectar that they're gathering. All is great in their world. But if you have nothing, if all you have is wax foundation and you've dropped in, you know, five frames of wax foundation with these bees, this cluster of bees, The bees have to do a lot of work. Now, the bees, the first thing they got to do is draw up comb. And they're going to have to get all the comb drawn to give them a place to start storing food, pollen, nectar, laying eggs. They've got a lot of work to do. I have seen and experienced situations myself where I install some packaged bees and it rains for two or three days straight. 
right? I mean, they don't have any food stores. They've got nothing in there. So that brings up the next consideration, right? You need to make sure you're putting, I use, I use feeders inside my hive. I either use top feeders or I use frame feeders, depending on the type of feeder that I have. I highly encourage you, unless you have a nuke, right? If you have a nuke that's already stood up and it's ready to go and it's healthy, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine on its own. You don't need to supplemental feed it. If you have package bees, in my opinion, you shouldn't, it shouldn't even be a topic of consideration. You want to feed those bees inside that, uh, inside that hive. Because like I said, if it rains, you have a couple of days of bad weather, anything that happens that is disruptive, bees will start to starve to death. Remember, they've got to draw the comb up first. From egg to worker is three weeks. So you're a month out before you start to replace any of the bees that came in your package. Your three-pound package might have like eight to 10,000 bees in it. A typical hive is going to lose about 100, 150 bees a day just to attrition, just to, you know, spiders, birds, you know, old age, whatever it might be. And a bee's life is about two months, 56, 58 days in the, in the spring, summertime. So you have bees that are three or four weeks old, maybe by the time you get them. And then by the time your first new bees are being born, all of your existing bees are kind of too old. So it's really, really tough, in my opinion, to take a package of bees and establish a successful hive. I, I can tell you, and I, I've mentioned it before, when I would take package bees, when I first started, I was batting about 20% success rate with them because they don't have enough resources from day one. My, my nectar flow here where I am, it starts pretty much, it'll kick in a little bit in late February, but by mid-March, it's starting to really kick in. We're at our peak in about mid-April, and we're tailing off by about, you know, like May 15th, mid-May, we're starting to taper off. A lot of package bees don't even ship out until the end of April, early May. So here you get this package of bees that's showing up at the tail end of the nectar flow. So if you are not supplemental feeding them from the beginning, you don't have much of a chance. Now, in my case, it's a little bit easier for me because I can take a couple of frames of drawn comb drop them in there and put another frame with just full of sugar water in there. And now they've got a place that they can, they've got food, they got resources, they can go out and find pollen because there's pollen is abundant anyway. And they've got a place to lay eggs and, and they have a much better chance. But I believe for a new beekeeper, a package bees are almost setting you up for failure because the success rate on them is just not that great especially if you're not supplemental feeding. If you don't feed them at all and you're in an area where I am, like, like where I am, we get that, that flow, like I said, mid-March to like mid, mid to late May, and then it's over. We don't see anything again till mid-August where we get that fall flow that kicks in, but we have two months of a dearth where there's really nothing. You know, that's where for me around June, you know, late June, mid to late June kind of time frame, I break out the supplemental feeders. You know, because I'm trying to grow the hives. I'm trying to make them bigger. So I'll put out pollen feeders and, and sugar water and stuff because I want them to get a nice big reserve to build up for two reasons. One, if I want to take honey, I'll pull the honey off before I put those feeders out. And two, I got to make sure they have plenty of food to make it through that dearth in the summer. And three, I want to make sure they've got enough to make it through the winter. So back to the package bees thing. Yes, you can do them. Yes, you can be successful. But as a new beekeeper who's trying to figure out a whole lot of things, 
I believe that it's almost setting yourself up for failure unless you have some, a mentor working with you and you're just following some basic things. So I will go into this, I think, in more detail. I think it's worthy of its own dedicated kind of discussion, talking about you know what you should and shouldn't do around setting them up, um, whether it's you know a, a nuke or a package bees or however that goes. Well, folks, I think I've pretty much covered everything that I was hoping to cover. As a quick recap, right, we talked about package bees, you know, local versus ordering them from somewhere. We talked about regular nukes. We talked about overwintered nukes. So we'll go ahead and and wrap everything up for the day. If you have any questions, please go ahead and hit us up at, uh, you know, beekeepingfornewbees.com. And just send a message and say, hey, listen, uh, this was good, but I need more info on that. Or you really didn't cover this. Or I think you're full of it. You know, whatever you want to tell me, I'm, I'm, I'm a big boy. I can handle it. But I definitely want this content to be useful, beneficial. And your feedback is definitely welcomed and encouraged. And uh, like I said, next time around, we are going to talk about all of the parts and pieces. So we talked about nukes a little bit today. I'm going to go into more detail with all of the things you might see. And I say all, I guess with an asterisk, there's always something weird that somebody can pull off. We're going to be talking about the Langstroth hives, eight and 10 frame hives. We're going to talk about two frame nukes, four frame nukes, five frame nukes. And we'll just kind of run through all of that. We'll run through top, top down, right? Or bottom up, right? Your hive stand all the way up to the top, outer cover. We'll cover it all. So hopefully that'll be a pretty detailed, exciting episode. And again, if you have any questions, shoot me an email beekeepingfornewbies.com. Thanks a lot, you folks. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.